Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's George Clark. Uh, good morning. Uh, it is wonderful to be with you all uh, this morning uh, on this bright, beautiful day. Uh, this morning, we are continuing in our journey through Acts, uh, journeying on from our cliffhanger of last Friday, uh, where Theo spoke to us on Saul's proclamation of Jesus and his escape from Damascus. Theo spoke about how transformation brings proclamation. And if you weren't able to hear it, I really recommend it. Go back and listen to it. It's fantastic. However, news of Paul's radical transformation gets around. And Paul has to leave due to his life being in danger. And this is where we start our reading this morning. So uh, Acts 9, 26, so you can see on your screen. It says, when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him. And how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and were strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. So from this text, uh, I would love to draw out three things we're going to look at and then potentially pray into. I hope that sounds okay. So the first thing is this, timidity turned to boldness. So carrying on from what happened to Saul, his transformation has brought radicalization. Both Rory and Theo spoke about this last week, and now we are at the start of Paul's ministry. For the early church, persecution and tribulation was not an abstract idea, but a very present reality. For Paul, he had been persecuting Christians more than most. But we see with his encounter with Jesus, Paul's world is radically changed. Paul was now carrying out Jesus's command to pick up his cross and follow him. We see this happening in Damascus and now we start to see it in Jerusalem in verse 29. When Jesus died, his disciples fled in despair and denial. However, In his resurrection, as we as we know so deeply, death has been defeated. But what's the effect of this? The timid are turned to people of boldness. They are confident in their proclamation, even in the face of persecution. This didn't necessarily mean that their their speech became eloquent uh, or clever. But simply, as Paul writes, he came to preach Christ crucified. In Paul's conversion, he surrenders his hard heart to Jesus. He rests in what is done and the Holy Spirit is at work and empowers him to boldly proclaim the gospel. The second point I want to draw out is this, an encouraged church. In verse 27, we read, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him. Barnabas means son of encouragement and he intercedes for Paul introducing him to the apostles, which must have been really, really scary. Um, And I think, of course, they would be sceptical. 
But Barnabas, again, meaning son of encouragement, brings Paul's story, not to show off, but to encourage fellow followers of Jesus. Paul's testimony is, of course, one of extreme. I hope no, not many of us have been murdering Christians. But at its core, it is no different to yours or mine. We are once people rebelling against God, who he has now brought back to himself. Paul writes in Romans 5, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And then a bit further on, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul didn't have to become perfect to be saved. Christ died for him and us regardless. And I think sometimes we can become so blasé to this. We become blasé to stories of radical transformation from death to life, from old creation to new creation. But my hope is that this morning we start to look at stories such as Paul's or, or your own or someone close to you or an alpha testimony you hear and be in awe of God and be encouraged that the same Jesus who revealed himself to Saul has revealed himself to you. And he is working today as he always has been. Now, why? Why do we tell these stories? For a couple of reasons. To build up and edify the church. Not to make ourselves look great by any means. In fact, the opposite. That whilst we were still far off, he came running. He holds us in his arms. He walks with us and helps us by his spirit to boldly proclaim the gospel. And my last point is this. I've kind of drawn out, is the eye, of a, in the eye of a hurricane. In the second half of verse 31, we read this, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. This is the church. The way in which Jesus worked and broke through into the world was through godly fear and comfort of the Holy Spirit, which seem paradoxical, but thankfully they're not. Uh, a pastor who I'm so thankful for wrote this about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is what the disciples felt when Jesus stilled the storm. You do, not, you do not make light of this God. You do not dally with him or take his name in jest or treat him as marginal. He is living and powerful and unstoppable and infinitely holy and wills the glory of his father with white hot passion. You humble yourself, as Peter says, under his mighty hand. That was the atmosphere of the early church in which Jesus broke in with healing power and turned around sickness and death itself. And the comfort of the Holy Spirit? Again, they put it beautifully. The best picture we have of this is an eye of a hurricane. A hurricane is a tropical cyclone which can move up to 75 miles an hour with tremendous force and destroy anything in its way. It is a frightening thing to stand in the way of a hurricane. But the Columbia Encyclopedia says, by contrast, the hurricane eye is almost calm. It experiences little or no precipitation and is often exposed to blue sky. So when the text says that the church walked in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, I picture them flying in the eye of a hurricane of divine power. There is calm and there is peace with the blue sky overhead and there is a fearsome power wind swirling all around what then should we do we should rest in the eye of his love and care and tremble at the wind of his holy power and be on the alert in your life and in the world for utterly amazing inbreakings of his might to turn things around so three things 
to just flown through like a hurricane, basically. Timidity turned to boldness. The Holy Spirit gives us deep seated assurance, confidence and rest that Jesus is alive and working. This gives us the strength, boldness and love to speak out the truth of the gospel. Secondly, an encouraged church. Testimony of the risen Jesus builds up and encourages his church. It also tells and shows the heart transformation that the gospel has in our daily lives to the world. To the world. And lastly, the eye of a hurricane. And this is the last the quote that I just read out at the end. What then should we do? Rest in the eye of his love and care. Tremble at the wind of his holy power and be on the alert in your life and in the world for utterly amazing inbreakings of his might to turn things around. Let there be in your life an open-ended expectancy that Jesus is going to act. He is going to turn things around. And when he does, prepare to reap. Thanks, George, so much. And this morning on HTC Daily, we prayed giving thanks to God uh, for the fact that Sunday services were able to take place in the church on the common for the first time yesterday on Sunday. And also thank God for all the many things he's given us, including where he's been transforming people's lives, just as he transformed Saul's life to Paul. uh, But also he's been transforming people's lives through our Alpha Online course uh, and other things as well. And then we turn to pray for the forthcoming Alpha Online courses starting tomorrow, uh, that God would be at work in them. And we pray for our church more generally as well, that our church uh, might be a place uh, where um, there is uh, real life uh, as we come out of lockdown more and more. And the last verse in the passage that George spoke on, it was key that we prayed into for us as a church family. And it says this. It says, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, the church increased its numbers. That's what we've been praying for HDC. 